let's, let's just do it. Let's do this. You've got the industrial look going here, so right. Like just just so everybody knows, just like how how like unplanned this was. Um, you know how uh, it, how how much it uh, you know it just just kind of make it look like we were just really scrambling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I set my background up as a mess for that. Um, you know, your cord, your long cords everywhere. I like the idea that your background was staged just for this podcast. Yes, to make it look as though we're scrambling and to try <laughs> to figure this out. Like we're so unprepared for this. It's going to be really clean the next time, you know, because I'll be more prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, <laughs> Um, man, Captain Captain Redbeard, AJ Gardner's already here. Uh, oh, I'm I'm hoping that we get a a uh, good number of people um, to come in and show up. Here's here's the thing. So real quick, just a just a quick sign on, real quick, I suppose. Um, William T- Tecumseh McCarthy, Commander of the Superflex Army, is in the house. I'm SFD uh, coming to you from Superflex City and. William, we got trouble, my friend. <laughs> trouble right here in Superflex City. Ah! <laughs> I, trouble is starts with uh, Alvin Kamara starts with a K that rhymes with A, and that rhymes and that stands for ah oh, shit. Yes, I could do that. I I love the music, man. So I could do that whole <laughs> song if I really wanted to. But please uh, do. <laughs> but like i i wonder if we would be here talking if he only scored five touchdowns <laughs> i wonder so only uh like 49 points or something like that yeah yeah seriously like that i don't know if it would feel quite as daunting if they if if uh minnesota had been able to tackle him at the goal line i mean one time just one time just try it. Just see how it feels. And, you know, maybe, maybe, like, but my, the problem is, I think that there are a lot of people right now just kind of accepting their fate, just kind of giving up on this, uh, this fantasy championship week after one NFL game, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's not meant to be, you know, condescending or, or, or anything like, it makes sense if that feels like you got a mountain to climb all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's disappointing. You know, you work so hard all season long to get to this point and then you're already like, you know, in the coffin and it's just like you hear the dirt getting sprinkled on top and you're not even gone yet. It's just like, yeah, what in the, you know, this sucks this whole long season. And I've already just been, destroyed and yeah yeah, honestly like uh, i mean just kind of an objectively like fucked up season yeah i mean it it truly survived it got to the championship and then they play one game and you're just kind of done now (laughs) that's yeah it sucks that's how it feels i mean I'll say of uh, I think I'm in six championships and like that's out of 20 leagues. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it, like one of them is a uh, it's a guillotine league. 
So, you know, I made it, made it to the final two, but it, it's, it's really hard to use that one as context just because, I mean, I've got basically the entire player pool available to me to help recover from Kamara. Right. Um, but that's the only one where I'm playing against Kamara. And then I've got one where I played, I started Kamara and, uh, is, you know, it, it so I, like, I'm, I, I think that I'm, I'd say I'm pretty lucky in that regard, um, that I, you know, I mostly avoided him everywhere, but, um, you know, it, it's still like, I, I still, that one league, even, even though it's a guillotine league that like, that still feels like that's going to be really hard to overcome. For sure. Yeah. I mean, everything has to go right now, right? Like you, every week you always have players that, you know, you, you go, okay, he had a bad week, but I have other guys that can kind of suck it up. But if you're in the situation where you're going up against him, you literally have to run perfect the rest of the, the week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, honestly, maybe even a little more than perfect, you know, you, you've got to take some shots, you've got to take some home run swings and you've got to connect. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like it. I don't think there's a whole lot of room for error. Uh, you know, I like, I don't think that there's, that it does any good for us to sit here and, and say, Oh no, it's fine. We got them right where we want them. <laughs> like that's that's yeah, denial is one of the stages, right? <laughs> yeah, that's obviously not the case. Obviously, like there's there's some work to be done here. Uh, I think that the you know the the first thing though that we that we did want to impress upon people is this is it like no this isn't over. Um, you know, I there's still ways to get this done. I think it it it's not going to be easy. Um, you 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 are going to have to really thread the needle but like i said i mean i i think that too many people are you know just just readily giving up on this and and i don't i i i don't know it just it just feels i it's not something i could do yeah i, I mean you just got to put work into it right like i mean this is when you really have to look into everything and you have to look at matchups you have to look at your teams you have to look at you know if you have a trade that don't have a trade deadline do you make a move i mean look at everything you can grab like a to upgrade positions you know um Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's daunting for sure and it's kind of heartbreaking in a way because or spirit breaking like but it just means you gotta put work into it you've done that for the last 14 15 weeks or or in dynasty all of the weeks and mm-hmm. why not i mean why not just do it one more week i don't you know i don't really get that um but i also understand where it's just like oh my god such a huge hill to climb like i was telling you in a chat there's one league where a guy's had four players go and he has 128 points already like if you're the other team like you already feel like the week's over and, but yeah. there's two ways to react to it. Right. And mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about the uh, giving up in one. We got to figure out how to recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so our friend AJ said, you know, points out it's easy to give up, but you got to play the upside to try to catch up. If you got to the title dot, 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 you know, um, it's it's 
first of all, it's really hard to get there. You know, it it's so hard to get to that championship game to give up before you've even had a player play yet. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's like again, it's it's going to be really tough to get back there again. So, like, this is kind of your chance. You know, you 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 stick with it. Um, you know, and and beyond that, I I I guarantee you, there's going to be some stories <laughs> that come out of this. There's going to be some. Some yeah, I played against Kamara and I still won the championship. There's gonna be some of those, and there's gonna be some. I started Kamara, thought that I had that thing won, and I still ended up losing. Like there's gonna be some bad beats like that too. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure that'll be me. <laughs> that's kind of how I'm feeling too. I'm like that one league where I've got Kamara. I'm just like I'm going up against Derrick Henry and David Montgomery and Calvin Ridley. Like yeah. that. That's that's kind of what we're looking for. And, and, you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get right into this, uh, here in just a second, just, uh, you know, let me just finish dragging out the preface because <laughs> that's what I do. Um, but you know, the, uh, like, I think that we can look for some guys who you might have on, on your roster that represent that upside that we're talking about and that we're looking for. I think that you can, um, you know, if you don't have a trade deadline, if you still have the ability to trade, uh, I know that I've already gotten some questions about some potential trades uh, that represent that that upside to try and catch up. Um, and then, I mean, like we could even, uh, it's 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 obviously extremely hard <laughs> to you know, to, to win the lotto and find guys on waivers who are going to help you. But like there are those, it happens, you know, it happens just about every week. So, you know, I think that we could look at some guys who might be available on waivers who are in really good matchups. Um, we'll, you know, we'll dig as deep as we can to help find that upside. And again, it's like, it's, it's not going to be hard. I mean, it take it, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take the perfect combination of guys, but you know, I, 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 I just think that that combination is out there while we're here. We can also answer any start sit questions you have. Feel free to put them in the chat, whether you're like, thank you if you're joining and, uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, watching on Periscope, you got any start sit questions, um, let us have them. And, uh, you know, we'll 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 even just kind of stop where we're at, do some uh, some quick start sits and then get back into the Kamara focused conversation. But let's start there. I mean, you know, it, we can just we can just talk about, you know, you just kind of set, uh, you know, you were you were projected to win going up against that Kamara team. So you set a fairly safe lineup. Like all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself in a 60-point hole. And, you know, it, but you've got some guys on the bench who can represent some upside. I, I mean, does anybody come to mind for you as, as some guys who, you know, very well could be on, on some benches. They were, you know, borderline start type of guys. Um, that makes some sense for you to, you know, now you, you take out a, a safer guy and maybe that might even be a question. Who are some of those safe guys 
that uh, you could potentially take out of your lineup for a higher upside guy who might be on your bench? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I do is kind of like this week's weird because we have four days of games. So like I've kind of, you know, you almost have to set lineups on the daily, but you're also looking at, you know, are the players, you know, questionable, you know, on Sunday, do you have to start somebody on Saturday because you don't want to end up on Sunday and there's players that don't go well, maybe now you're looking, you're a little less worried about that. You want to pick the best guy that can score the most points. So you're not going to quite be as safe and pick somebody who's maybe slightly lesser on, you know, on Saturday than the guy who's questionable on Sunday. I mean, that's one of the things that like, I think I loosen up my conservatism, I guess. And, um, but as for like, um, you asked who, like, who are some players that like I would maybe take out of my lineup. Um, you know, I mean, a guy like, uh, oh my gosh, Damian Harris, you know, some, somebody like that, you know, you see him getting like 11 carries for 50 yards and maybe one target. Like that's a guy that maybe I take out if he's in a flex and put in like maybe an MVS or something like that, where like he's somebody who's hot or cold, or maybe you have Chase Claypool, like who blew up earlier in the year, but you're not quite as confident playing him now um, just because he hasn't really shown that recently. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, he has that ceiling. So he's somebody that I I might consider putting in that if, if he's not in there right now. I've got, I've got a couple for you. Um, And I wonder if these are, are, are too bold. I mean, to me, this is, to me, these are no brainer moves personally. Um, but I am curious. So, first of all, two guys that I would consider benching. Uh, first of all, Jonathan Taylor going up against Pittsburgh. Um, they're the third best defense at stopping running backs from scoring fantasy points. So, I mean, you know, jo- and Jonathan Taylor's been great for, you know, for several games in a row now. But how much upside is there really going against Pittsburgh? And what makes it even tougher is the fact that we just saw Gio Bernard get, you know, how many, he, what did he get? Two, three touchdowns? Yeah, two touchdowns. On Monday night. So, you know, so we know that there's, that there's a path, but is that enough upside? You know, two touchdowns without yardage, is that enough upside to overcome what Alvin Kamara just did? You know, so that's, that's part of what you have to weigh. And then another guy, um, and, you're gonna you're gonna hate this one, but DeAndre Swift has a very tough matchup with Tampa Bay today as well. So, or, or you know this weekend. So, you know those are those are two guys that you know that's that's where that's where you can kind of find those margins. Is you look at those guys who seem safe, but you say, all right, safe doesn't do it for me this week you know that's that's the type of thing that uh, you know that's uh, i i i i don't have the luxury of safe anymore like you know if 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 i was like jonathan taylor is to me in deandre swift it that's kind of just the that's the start your studs i don't give a fuck anymore i'm you know i'm not I, like whatever happens happens. I, at least I get second place money. Like that's the, that's what that is to me. 
Yeah, I, I can, I see that. I probably, I agree that they don't have the ceiling that we want. Um, the issue I think that you run into is like, who do you have that you're starting over those guys typically, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you might have one, like, let's say you have both of those guys. You might have one guy that you go, oh, okay, I like this guy's ceiling better, but you're not going to have both. And so you're going to be stuck mm -hmm. kind of with some of those guys. Like, I mean, are you starting Ito Smith over those guys? You know what I mean? Just because mm -hmm. the coach says that he's their main guy now. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's something I'm not sold on. Um, but I think that's a challenge, especially in like a no trade, you know, if you have a trade deadline um, and the lack of movement you can make at the moment, mm -hmm. like, I mean, what are your other options realistically on like a 25 man or 28 man roster? Um, totally. Yeah. That's a big part of it. But I mean, here, let me throw some names at you though. And, because I mean, these are guys with upside to me. These are guys that you could realistically have on your roster, have on your bench. You were planning on starting Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Here's some guys that you could have, and I, I'm just curious if anyone, if 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 any of these are, are plays that you would actually make. Uh, first of all, it's Leonard Fournette <laughs> picking on your Lions again, but I mean they're the worst defense against running backs they yeah don't... actually uh i was talking to one of my buddies just texted me because he's like uh hey you know before we get this going before the day starts i need to ask you a few questions and then he gave me a list of four running backs mm -hmm. it was fournette dobbins swift and uh pollard mm -hmm. and pollard's like a late game tomorrow and i was like well if zeke doesn't play he'd be ideal yeah but if he plays then the ceiling's capped and he's i said Dobbins and Fournette mm -hmm. and so yeah I agree like your Swift comment like I like format Fournette better than Swift this week no question yeah I I think you know if 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 I had the luxury of safety I think I would stick with Swift personally I still think that he's got just a I think he has a higher floor yeah this and, was standard also so that's another um that's that not, too yeah. yeah yeah that that changes things a little too Sure. But even then, I mean, you know, Fournette has has really kind of been the pass catcher there. Ronald Jones still struggles with that. So even when Ronald Jones is healthy, it like Fournette's kind of been their passing downs back. But you know, now that he's kind of their their feature back with Ronald Jones out, you know, it 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 presents more opportunity for Leonard Fournette, um, yeah. especially in in you know, particularly in PPR, but. It, it I, like the the tough part with him is you know there's still a little bit of a committee approach, you know with with McCoy and possibly Keyshawn Vaughn. So you know it, it, the 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 workload is not guaranteed for Fournette the way it it kind of is for DeAndre Swift. Um, so that's where I say you know for me Swift has a higher floor and like right. in a vacuum that's who I would have preferred. But now that we're chasing points, now that we need, you know, 20 plus point upside from, you know, basically four guys to to catch up to, you know, what Kamara and, you know, one other player is going to be able to do. Uh, to me, Fournette is is, you know, one of those guys that I just vault ahead of both Swift and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, yeah. I buy that. Like, that's definitely a guy that you probably haven't been starting the last few 
yeah months you know yeah so like so I mean, yeah for sure uh, so number two how about geo bernard going against the second worst defense houston is stopping running backs um we just saw him again i mean you know is 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 scary as jonathan taylor's matchup looks against pittsburgh geo just uh, he just scored multiple touchdowns and that's kind of what we're looking for like here's the thing it, 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 here's the thing to keep in mind is we're not trying to eat the whole horse you know <laughs> there's exactly there isn't one guy who's going to outscore alvin kamara this week it's not going to happen at this point we're just kind of trying to to piece it together in the aggregate we want it to be as few guys as possible so, you know, we're looking for multiple upside plays, but I mean, you know, if you get, if you get two touchdowns from Gio and another two from Leonard Fournette, and then, you know, the combined yardage between the two, you're more than halfway already to, to Kamara, you know, um, you only need one other player who's going to get you, you know, who's going to go over a hundred yards and get a touchdown essentially. And you're caught up. So like that's that's the thing. Like that's how that's how easy this could, you know, quote unquote easy. Like this 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 that's how doable. This yeah, it's how ever. realistic it could be. Like, yeah. I mean, you really only have to catch up about four points a player, right? Like that's kind of the way maybe, and your players just need to outperform by that. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's a touchdown for each guy. So you just got to run good that way too. So I wouldn't like get too super. Um, aggressive you know Mm -hmm. i mean but yeah you can make those little moves to gain points here and there and maybe not just do like going back to the start your studs kind of thing like really start taking a look at these matchups don't just go by the uh the mfl like positional rankings or the pass defense and rush defense kind of thing you know like where there's those columns for that when you start your set your lineup really dig in and see maybe okay, their pass defense is good, but they're really bad at defending the slot, you know? So maybe you grab the slot um, receiver in that game as opposed to just blanket statementing their pass defense is bad because those are the ways that you can kind of lose points by not getting a little bit more, you know, thorough in your evaluation on these matchups. So um, I know there's people out there that provide that data, for free. So it's just a matter of looking it up. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's just, that's just one more little edge you can give yourself that maybe you don't typically. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the, I've got a couple more guys for you. Um, this, and, and we're kind of getting more risky as we go here, but start with Antonio Gibson, you know, if, if he plays like that's, that's the only real trick with him. I think, you know, most people are probably starting him anyways, but you know, you, I think at least to me, like you worry a little bit less about his availability and more about like the, the upside, if he does play that kind of becomes the focus. Yeah. You know, is, is that a, a move that you're willing to make again, you know, just, just focusing on, on Swift and, and on Taylor um, even though, you know, there are other guys that we could throw into that category. I mean, Josh Jacobs has a bad matchup with Miami. Uh, Chris Carson has a tough matchup with with the Rams. 
you know, Mike Davis has a tough one with Washington, Kenyon Drake with San Francisco. So, you know, there's some bad matchups out there. Um, but you know, to me, like focusing on those guys that felt like stone cold locks, you know, before Kamara did what he did. And now it becomes, you know, shoot the moon time. Like these are, these are like desperation type of moves. So, you know, I, I like, it's a tough sell to say for me to say, you know, bench Jonathan Taylor and put in Antonio Gibson and hope that he plays, you know, and if he doesn't, then, you know, you take a zero, but you, that was still the right move. Like, I mean, but do you subscribe to that? I guess, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I think that most of the lineups you're going to be, you're looking at making these replacements in your flex. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not even going to be as difficult as like you're making it out to sound. I don't think like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, cause most of the time you're not going to have like, I mean, most teams don't have Jonathan Taylor as their second flex or something like that. So like 100% I'm putting in, um, Gibson, I mean, it's just one of those things you have to roll the dice on him being out there because his ceiling is so high. Um, I'm in a toilet bowl that just accumulates through the weeks 14 through 16, and I'm like 30 some points back. So, like, that's almost the Kamara situation, you know what I mean? And it's like I'm going up against that deficit already. So, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you got to get aggressive. And so I have Gibson and I don't know if he's going to play, but I got to throw him in there just because I, he's better than me throwing in. Like, I don't know. I don't even know who's on that team, honestly, but like, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to like Alan Lazard or something like that. Who's, you know, has promise, but like, I don't, I'm not sure his, he has that ceiling in any way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, 100%. That's where you got to get aggressive. Like we were talking in the uh, Superflex City chat and Har brought up Kittle. Like he's another guy. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not certain, but he is off the IR now. And so if they play him, he's going to smash because that's what he does. And mm-hmm. um, he's one of the few guys I'm not afraid to start, you know, the first week coming back from injury. So. Like those are the kind of guys you just got to get aggressive with and hope they hit and um, hope they play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got two things you have to hope, but you know, it's, it's a risk. It's a, you know, measured risk, I think. And I think you got to take it. Yeah. Um, Let me, uh, so let me, let me give you the list again of, of guys at the running back position at least. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about wide receiver, um, there's not, probably not a lot to say at tight end. Like you said, I mean, Kittle is kind of the one guy who represents, you know, zero floor and all the ceiling in the world, just depending on if he plays. So, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot to do necessarily at tight end. I mean, it, it, it like at tight end, if you don't have Kelsey, Darren Waller, or, you know, in my opinion, Logan Thomas, I mean, you're just kind of, you're, you're just hoping for touchdowns anyways. So, you know, it's the same process at tight end. And the one thing, uh, the Jets are really bad this year um, at facing tight ends. So Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of the Arizona of uh, Cardinals from last year. 
So uh, Cleveland plays them. So maybe Hooper is a play. Um, So I I think that that's maybe one more to add. Um, Yeah. So he might, he might be kind of like a, you throw him into the, like the wide receiver mix. Like if you've got a, a bad matchup at wide receiver and you know, you like, maybe you already have a good tight end. You've got Kelsey, you've got Waller, you've got Logan Thomas, you've got Robert Tanyan. You know, you've got one of those guys who is just kind of a must start at tight end already, but like you're looking for a flex and, you know, you've got kind of some bad matchups at, at wide receiver. Um, you know, maybe you can move some stuff around and, and get Hooper in at, at flex. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like I, I think that that's probably the type of guy that we should kind of focus on maybe guys who are on your bench a little bit more guys that maybe you could even find on waivers um, in those shallower leagues, like in a deep dynasty. I don't, I, it, it gets really tough. Um, you know, Freddie Swain kind of comes to mind. It's like, yeah, he's a, a hot or cold kind of guy. He's, he yeah. scores a decent amount of touchdowns for the amount of targets he gets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, to me, like Tim Patrick is kind of in that conversation as well. Um, and, and I mean, I don't even know if those guys would be available on waivers and, you know, depending on the size of the league, but, um, let me, let me just, uh, give you the list real quick, just to, I, I'm kind of bouncing around here. Cause there's, there's so many thoughts when it comes to this. Yeah. We're unprepared. So let's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the amoeba defense. Yeah, exactly. We're we're definitely shooting from the hip on this, but let me give you the list of of running backs that, you know, to me like they concern me and because it feels like the upside is kind of capped. You know, and and we're really kind of getting into the second tier of of running backs. Um, you know, there's there's that safe group. Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb. I'm not touching those guys. You know, I'm I'm leaving them in. But when you get to Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, um, even Le'Veon Bell taking over as a starter in Kansas City going against Atlanta. That's so here's the thing like that. That matchup is not good on paper. We've seen running backs, you know, perform well against Atlanta. But the big thing is that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like short yardage stuff and Kansas city is going to get you in that position. Like Le'Veon Bell is entirely, ca- he he's capable of scoring two or three touchdowns against Atlanta, but they're all going to be short yardage. And so I, I like, it's still like it to me. I still, I still want the type of upside that comes with yardage. You know, not just not just three touchdowns. Like we also have to make up for 155 yards, 172 all-purpose yards from Alvin Kamara, by the way. So, you know, so you know, three touchdowns for totaling like 26 yards rushing, that doesn't that doesn't do nearly as much for us with Lev Bell. And to me, like the like his floor is very, very low yardage. So he's still a guy that I'm considering taking out. So I want to throw some names at you of some guys. And, and I'm just curious, like, 
it, are there any of those guys that I list that I named? Um, again, so Swift, Taylor, Carson, Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Le'Veon Bell. Any of those guys that you would bench going up against Kamara in in favor of some of these guys, some super deep guys. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn are two that I'm particularly interested in. Um, you know, mention Leonard Fournette and, you know, that same matchup, great matchup with Detroit. What if Leonard Fournette doesn't end up being the feature guy? What if they go with a hot hand approach and it ends up being, I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn to me has, has looked the part all season long in those few opportunities that he's actually got like that's that's a shoot the moon play but is that too much for you i i mean so we're yeah i mean he maybe um i think the issue is like we just don't know like how much brady trusts him we have three backs that we have to be concerned about so i think like what's the percentages of him being the go-to guy today? I would say it's probably like less than 20%. Yeah. So then we got to go, okay, if, if he is the go-to guy, what's his ceiling? Whereas these other guys we know are the go-to guys. So like that's, and if they pop one run, you know what I mean? That's going to be like higher than I think, you know, once you take in that percentage of, of Vaughn being the actual guy, I just think that, the play is still there. I, I do like thinking about Vaughn though. I think that that's a, that's something that you got to consider. Like, and I think maybe going back to like what I said earlier, I just don't think that he's a guy that I would consider, you know, that last flex or something like that. That's kind of where I'm looking at replacing these guys. So maybe Vaughn's a guy that you put in, if you have like golden Tate or something at the, as your last flex or something like that, because he's going to have a substantially higher ceiling but I think that that that's definitely rolling the dice. And I think that's super risky. Uh, but some, I mean, I, I don't think I would be able to do that uh, in comparison to those guys that you listed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair. Um, what about somebody like, we'll go a little bit farther down. Um, it, you know, let's say James Robinson ends up playing. We know that he's not going to be a hundred percent if he does play tough matchup with Chicago like is that somebody that you would consider benching for somebody like Keyshawn Vaughn god that's a you know and this is where the challenge comes in right because like we're gonna keep going further and further down and I'm gonna keep saying no and like then at some point it's like well what are you doing like because James Robinson I think if they play him he's got to be healthy enough like that's kind of my thought but but Mm -hmm. he's did I say James Robinson? I meant if that's not what I said, but um, yeah, I, that's so tough because like, see, I would think like whoever's going to be the backup to him is somebody that I would consider maybe more um, just because like then Vaughn, because I'm not 100, like I'm just not sold on Vaughn being the guy, right? Like we've, from what we've seen, and so maybe that's my, my challenge or the hurdle I have to get over, but, um, man, 
<laughs> I know. But it's a, just a tough one. I, I think you have to play James Robinson if he's if he's playing. Um, he's been way too consistent and against good defenses in the past. So um, he's just a tough one to not play. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, I'm just like I'm. I'm sometimes with uh, when I'm setting my lineup, I'm like Brett Favre a little bit, just like kind of a gunslinger mentality. Sure. No, I dig it. Like especially going against you know a, a day like what Alvin Kamara just had. I'm just like, man, like consistency does nothing for me. I just. Yeah. And and but I mean, he's like a top ten guy consistently. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's a little different. It's not like, you know, I don't know, like yeah. a mediocre running back. You know what I mean? So right. Well, and 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 not only that. I mean, to your point, you know, the the whole thing with Keyshawn Vaughn is abstract. Like, there's there's a lot of what ifs. Yeah. And and there's a few guys like that. Like Boston Scott, I think, is in that conversation. Samaje Ryan is in that conversation. Like there's, there's a lot of what ifs, a lot of things have to go right, but you know, it like, that's, that's kind of what it takes to overcome Kamara. Like a lot of things are going to have to go right. Status quo is not good enough. You know, that's, that's not going to get it done. So like, uh, in you know, I mean, a lot of things had to go right for Kamara to get six touchdowns that happened though. So, you know, your opponent, already got that they already got the the best case scenario that everything went right like the the what ifs actually came to fruition for them so now we need that and you know that's that's kind of what that's what Keyshawn Vaughn represents like what if Leonard Fournette's ineffective they put in Keyshawn Vaughn and he's just you know he's just eating up yards and they just stick with him I so what hope if, that he ends up being the guy. Just for, that'd be wonderful for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, fantasy Twitter would hate it. <laughs> oh, I know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It would make for a fun day. Um, it, but, you know, kind of same thing with Boston Scott, one of my all time favorites, but like, you know, Miles Sanders has to get out of the way somehow, <laughs> you know, because Boston Scott just does. All of the same things that Miles Sanders does, just not quite as well. <laughs> like, right? He's he's faster, but he's smaller, <laughs> and like everything else, Miles Sanders is you know they, they're they're probably on on even playing field at catching the ball, but Miles Sanders is just a more credible threat all the way around. So like, what it would really kind of take is a Miles Sanders injury, and yeah. it would have to be you know kind of early on. But like that's sometimes to me, that's almost the type of move that you have to make. And and I mean, I think that we're kind of coming to the conclusion that it's not quite that dire of straights. Yeah, I just I mean, once I said it, like where you just have to go four points up, right? Like you just have mm-hmm. to get like gain four points. You know, you expected Kamara to get, let's say, 16. So now you're down to a, he's plus 40 compared to what expectations were. I mean, you have, if you start 11 players, that's four points. So it's not that much per player. And, and so it can still be done. So once I kind of said that, it actually made me a little less worried, you know, like, I mean, 
it's really just coming down to a couple guys that I, I don't want to go crazy and change my whole lineup with a bunch of ceiling plays. I'm I'm still going to be playing the guys I'm comfortable with their matchups and, you know, happy when I put them in the lineup at the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be those, those flex guys that I'm really going to be looking at and um, contemplating, do I want to put this ceiling guy in over this guy? And because there's enough variance there that you can overcome that difference. And, and I, you know, that's a touchdown here. Every other guy scores a touchdown and other, every other guy gets an extra reception and all of Mm -hmm. a sudden, you know, or, or, or every guy gets an extra reception and there you go. You just caught up. So it's, 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 it's doable. It's um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a huge mountain (laughs) to climb. Yeah. I mean, the the tough part is, though, like on top of, you know, outscoring their projections, like they still have to cover, you know, your opponent's player at that position, too. So, um, you know, you you, so you you have to outscore, you know, uh, your your tight end has outscored their tight end by basically five points, you know. Um, Yeah. So that's that's where it uh it it gets a little bit tougher but i mean that's still that's not I mean, a huge amount of points yeah so. i mean that's gonna be the case regardless right like you're just gonna like he just outscored you by so much that you just you're gonna have to do that mm-hmm. and but but yeah like i said i'm i'm just i'm really just looking at my flex plays um yeah and <laughs> and making those changes i don't think i'm gonna go like wholesale so if I was to go, you know, deep into the bargain bin at wide receiver, there's probably not a lot of guys that I'm going to necessarily sell you on. I don't think, uh, for me, probably not. Um, yeah. but I mean, possibly like throw them at me. Let's see. Well, so, uh, so two guys that, that kind of come to mind for me because, um, for, you know, first of all, so, you know, just just back to the quarterback position for just a quick second because like I really don't think that there's anything you can do at quarterback you know I mean if you went quarter if you've got a quarterback extreme strategy and you know maybe you had um, maybe you've got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback one and it leaves Mitchell Trubisky on the bench Man, I don't know if I can go through with. Oh, even I'm not. Like, I think this. Trubisky, like he as good as 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 much of a ceiling as we think he has. Last week he had a great matchup and scored 13 points. So, like, yeah. um, I'm not super sold out. Like, I mean, Watson's just been going crazy, like for the most part. So I'm not taking him out. But yeah, you know, it's, it's more like a Jalen Hurts conversation, right? You put him in, and yeah, and I think like he's the kind of player that I'm looking to plug in instead of like a, obviously like a Philip rivers or an Andy Dalton or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. but I think we're doing that anyway. So, yeah. Um, well here, it, here's one real quick. And, and again, I mean, it's, it's, so it's pretty unlikely that anyone actually has this dilemma. That's the thing, but like all week I, I I've all week, I've been talking shit about Russell Wilson because I'm so sick of the, the drop offs <laughs> in the fantasy playoffs. But like what we've kind of come to realize is 
it's not that he's just like a slam dunk must bench <laughs> in the fantasy playoffs. He still has every but every bit the upside. He's just less likely to hit his ceiling in weeks 13 through 16 than he was in weeks one through 12. You know, like the, the those odds drop precipitously. And that's annoying, but like the fact that that upside is still there. And he's got a tough matchup against the LA Rams. Josh Allen also has a tough matchup against the New England Patriots. Is is that a move that you consider? Uh, or, or is there enough? It, like, it is, is, is the juice worth the squeeze to bench Josh Allen for Russell Wilson? Like, is there enough upside with Russell Wilson and enough downside with Josh Allen going against New England to consider making that move? Well, I think we have to look at the whole season. Um, you know, I think that, like, they – and I don't like if we look at what their baseline is, like, I don't think that the ceiling is that different between the two players. So mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not making any changes. Like if I'm playing Josh Allen before I went up against Kamara, I'm still going to do the same thing. Like, um, because I don't believe that the the difference between those two quarterbacks is that great. Yeah, and and honestly, that's kind of what I was driving at. I don't, I don't think, like even when you've got a, a an upside play like that, I still don't think that it's enough points to make a a you know a very big difference. So, you know, like where I think that you can make up the margins is at running back and wide receiver specifically. Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, we'll we'll just jump back to wide receiver. Um, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I want to get this published for anyone who didn't listen live. Um, so, uh, so there's a podcast out there to, uh, uh, you know, to, to help uh, give you something to consider when you're setting lineups. But so two guys that come to mind for me um, because Jalen hurts really kind of represents, you know, that, that the type of upside that we're talking about, that's somebody who's been in people's lineups all week after finishing is the QB one overall in week 15 two guys that he's targeted quite a bit since being in. So first of all, his first, uh, his, his first touchdown pass as a starting quarterback went to Alshon Jeffrey. Um, he's thrown three touchdown passes now to Greg Ward. Both of those guys, I think are pretty low owner ownership. And going against Dallas, who is the worst defense at stopping wide receivers. So, you know, the, these are guys that Jalen Hurts is looking for. These are guys who are going to be open because Dallas doesn't know how to stop them. And, you know, these are guys that you could realistically be able to to plug and play. Yeah, I mean, those are de- guys you definitely have to consider. I also read something earlier where um... – Deshaun Jackson might be back. Oh man. And so if he's back, he's actually the guy I think I play over both of those. Hmm. Um just because he can hit those big plays, you know. Um yeah. but again, that's a late Sunday game. So do you wanna, you know, put those guys in over somebody else that's gonna play? Um, you know, that's something I probably make that decision tomorrow when I see like what my players have done on Saturday. And that's the other thing, right? Like 
keep making decisions based on the results of the previous um, games. Because the way this is set up, each game starting at a different time, so you can react after each game and just reevaluate those those lineups because you know maybe maybe you do have somebody blow up and now you're you're going to change who you put in later on because all of a sudden you've caught up or something like that so um that's that's something so i mean the Deshaun Jackson's actually if if he might be a guy like you know tomorrow if i'm like uneasy about it he's a guy i'm throwing in you know what i mean like mm-hmm. cuz i think that his ceiling is so much higher um we see what he does on the first game. He comes back. It's usually good. And then he gets hurt by the third quarter. So hopefully he has a good first half. Um, Another guy that kind of popped into my head for a wide receiver is Justin Gage. I mean, he's, he's a guy that not a lot of people probably, I mean, maybe they're starting him this week. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. he, you know, they use him with, you know, throwing passes and doing all this craziness. So he's (laughs) a guy you know, that I would consider also maybe plugging in over somebody who's like, you know, I might even consider playing him over like DJ Moore. Like, yeah. Yeah. DJ Moore. I'm trying to remember the, the matchup. Um, it's not good. Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the second best against wide receivers. So, so yeah, DJ Moore, first of all, is, is a good example of a guy that you consider benching. Um, Terry McLaurin is another one in that same, in that same matchup that, mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, Carolina is decent against wide receivers. Looks like the eighth best, uh, stopping wide receivers. Um, uh, Dwayne Haskins is getting the start and McLaurin, McLaurin I, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but McLaurin was definitely not as effective with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback uh, as he was with both Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. So. Yeah. And, and he's doubtful. So. um, Oh, there you go. If he's not even going to play, then that makes it easy. Yep. There you go. But what about, I mean, Stefan Diggs going against uh, Stefan Gilmore. Um, who I, I mean, I think that Gilmore's back. I think he's playing, but it, like, anyways, either way, that's a, it's still a tough matchup with new England. Um, Calvin Ridley against Kansas city is a somewhat tough one, especially like you said, I mean, with Julio Jones out, like it, it, you know, it kind of shifts some tougher coverage over to Calvin Ridley maybe opens things up a little bit more for Russell Gage. Um, yeah. Like yeah. I the, mean, those guys, those guys are, are a little less like, I mean, Ridley's just been destroying. So it's like one of those things, like I'd have a hard time getting him out of my lineup just because of that. Like yeah. it, it's gotta be a guy who's shown inconsistencies throughout the year. And then the matchup's bad. Like that's the, the tough one for me. I'm not any guy that's super like, you know, super set up as the number one or something like that. I just, I can't take them out just based on ex- like the volume and that sort of thing and the opportunity. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I'm looking for is the ceiling of opportunity, right? Like that's what we need. Um, Cause you have to have that opportunity to perform. And, and so like, those are the kind of guys I'm not going to sit. I don't think. Okay. So we might, maybe we go a little bit deeper for guys that, 
you consider taking out of your lineup at this point, like Robbie Anderson, Tyler Lockett, Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark. Like those are, those are guys, Sterling Shepard, like they all have tough matchups. And I mean, to me, like that's like the combination of, you know, you have, you have a tough matchup and I need a ton of points. I need a ton of upside. Like that combination of factors leads me to like, those are slam dunk, get them out of your lineup. Like, I don't, I almost don't even care who it's for necessarily. I just feel like, like I can find more upside than, you know, than what DJ chart can provide me, you know, like, yeah, I can buy that. Like, unless it's a super deep league, like I don't want to drop DJ chart, but I, I want him out of my lineup. And if I have any uh, any way, like anyone with any kind of upside, I I like there's no way that I'm starting DJ Chark against Chicago. There's no way I'm starting starting Tyler Lockett against the Rams. You know, um, Jerry Judy going against the Chargers. Like these are all guys that I'm just like, man, slam dunk, get them out of there. Michael Pittman against Pittsburgh. Yeah, those are guys that we just don't have. We haven't seen the pop really, even honestly, like Judy and Pittman. Mm-hmm. I think Pittman had one big game, but like against Pittsburgh, that's going to be doubtful, right? So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, the only one I would maybe question is Lockett because it seems like oftentimes there are D- DK days or Lockett days. Mm-hmm. And you know, just based on the matchup. So he's the one guy I might consider keeping in just because if he does have a day, it's going to be a big one. Um, typically it's just cause he's kind of more of a hot or cold guy, at least from my viewpoint, I might be wrong. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's very true. Um, it's kind of been a while since we've, we've gotten much from him, but that's true. Um, I mean, we, we know that it's there. Like he had that monster game against Arizona. Yep. Um, I think it was it was either three or four touchdowns, but um, so it, yeah, I mean, I guess the upside is still there, and especially you gotta you gotta assume that Ramsey is on DK Metcalf, so you know the softer coverage. Uh, Marcus Peters, I guess, would be on on Lockett. So and he's not really a cover guy; he's more of like a. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's more, I don't know what the other term is. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to provide help for him. So, yeah. Um, let's see. So I, I, I don't know, like in, in, but again, like the rest of those guys, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like there, I was having a hard time starting them anyways in championship week, week, like Robbie Anderson, um, against Washington with, you know, with, with Moore and Samuel, both healthy. Um, but then again, you know, it's a, it's a bad matchup. DJ Chark, um, Jerry Judy, like Michael Pittman. Those are guys that I was, I was having a hard time starting them anyways, but now when I'm looking at almost 60 point deficit, they're gone. Absolutely yeah. gone. Agreed. And I will take like anyone with any kind of upside. Darnell Mooney. Uh, yeah, for sure. Darnell Mooney. I mean, that, that might've been a move I was making 
before before all this anyways yeah especially now yeah um that i mean it's a great matchup uh for the for the bears um you know uh against jacksonville so i mean maybe danny amendola against tampa bay um demarcus robinson is is a guy for me um that's i mean it's a great matchup for kansas city uh going against atlanta i mean they're the second worst defense at stopping wide receivers so um like in it and it's it's tough because there are so many different ways that pat mahomes can go with the ball but Demarcus Robinson has pretty consistently been one of his top targets when you get down around the red zone. You know, it, it like you're you're generally looking for, um, you know, you're you're generally looking for Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman. You know, going deep to those guys, um, trying to get them alone in space. But once you get down inside the red zone, like those guys are are almost invisible. You're looking for the big body guys. And Demarcus Robinson is a guy for me who at least has that multiple touchdown upside that could make up that difference. Yeah, him or Sammy, like either of those yep. guys, because we just don't, um, you know, that offense, you really, that's that's a perfect offense to add to that sort to a lineup like that because there is that true, true ceiling that most wide receivers don't have. So, um, yeah, that's a perfect, you know, that's, it's like literally like the sweet spot, right? Like you got a horrible defense. You got the best offense we probably ever seen, you know, best quarterback, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, getting that, that third or fourth option, even Mecole can be in that. I mean, I'm sure everybody's going to put Mecole in regardless because they're in that situation. Cause he's the, an obvious upside play. But those other guys are definitely worth starting over some of those guys that you just don't have any faith in. And, you know, maybe you get zero from those guys that you play from the KC um, wide receiver core, but they have 20-point upside. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I like that call. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, just just guys like that, guys in that range. I think, um, and, and, you know, you brought up Deshaun Jackson and now all of a sudden he's trending on Twitter. Um, I, I give you full credit for that one. Um, I probably pulled it from Twitter. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, I thought you got it trending. Oh, um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> with this podcast that everybody, literally everybody on earth is, is obviously listening, listening to right now. That's right. Um, my uh my periscope counter is just broken it um, says zero <laughs> yeah it says zero because it count it can't count that high like right. it doesn't get into the trillion Infinity equals zero. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah they just kind of did they just reset it at zero just said for you old people it's all. a y2k issue yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so zero just means all yes <laughs> in this case <laughs> all right let's but let's get out of here i mean i think that uh that's uh, that that really kind of sums it up like this is this is doable this is not easy but this is doable yeah. um don't give it up just yet but you know definitely uh 
like you said, I mean, you know, just just get your hands on the controls and don't leave it until this week is over. Keep yeah, making the moves every game. Know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't like making roster changes or lineup changes. Um, you, you know, typically I don't like to make lineup changes once games have started. They they usually backfire on me. But my God, if I'm like, if I'm trying to make up a 60 point deficit, like there's no way in hell that I'm going to just like sit back and, and hope for the best, you know? Right. Right. Let's say you have Scotty Miller and you put him in, right. Cause he's like a deep threat and mm-hmm. Scotty Miller scores two touchdowns and has 20, 120 yards. Maybe you don't put another super aggressive guy in, in the four thirty game, you know, or maybe you do, yeah. you know, it's just, just keep evaluating like that's put in the work. That's why we're here. And that's why it's fun. You know, like enjoy this weekend, even if you get smashed. <laughs> yeah, that especially. Yeah. And you know, silver medal's still good, but yeah. man, like the, the story that comes with the championship, if you go beat the team with Alvin Kamara, oh my God. Yeah. you guide that team to a championship. Man, I can't wait to hear those stories. Cause you know, they're going to come out on Tuesday too. Yes, and we would love to hear them. We can't sure. Yeah, even if you're you just are, are able to overcome that deficit, even if you end up losing, but you know you make it close. Yeah, make it make them sweat. Yeah, we we want to hear those stories too for sure. So yeah, keep us posted. Um, let's get out of here. Sounds good. Good so, luck, everyone. At Super Duper Flex on Twitter, I'm at Super Flex, dude. Uh, stick with us on Superflex City. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us at Superflex City. And yeah, go get those championships. Hey, you